Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome back, Tossers. This week on the show, we had the sweet, kind, and, in the absolute best sense of the word, bossy, Brittany Saunders. Now, if you were watching Australian YouTube 10 years ago, she was an absolute pioneer in the space. She tapped out of that world and started her own clothing label, Fate. I feel like entrepreneur is a bit of a buzzword that covers everything and nothing, but in the truest sense of the word, that is what she is, and an incredibly successful one in that. I loved our chat. There's been a few guests that I feel kind of understand the assignment of what Tosser is and, and who I am, and she understood it quickly. We chat the roadmap that got her to the position where she is today. She gives me needed relationship advice, and we have a little voiceover off at the end. Oh, and a quick shout out to our new major sponsor, Liquorland. Drink of choice for the guest, and Brit has opted for the Vodka Cruiser Double Guava Flavored. I like your style, Brit, and you can grab that at wherever your closest Liquorland is. Anywho, Let's crack on. Brittany Saunders, Ollie Skelton, Toss a Pod number 15. Here we go. Welcome to the Ollie Skelton show that everybody rates. The acronym for that is Tossa. You are listening to the Tossa podcast or watching. Um, and today, I'm really excited today. I'm really excited to have, and I'm going to rattle it off here. Okay, what have you got a title I've, for me? I've got a You've couple, written something. I've, I've done a little blurb. You, okay. I've blurbed it up. Uh, an entrepreneur at heart. Ooh, I'll take it. OG Australian YouTuber, now fashion mogul. I like it. I'll take it. <laughs> um, owner of Fate, F-A-Y-T, a staple Oh, wow. I've G'd you up here, You actually. really have. You're uh, selling me. Uh, it gets better. Okay. A staple in Australian pop culture for the last 10 years. I'm lucky enough to be joined by Brittany Saunders. Hey. The yeah. biggest tosser of all has entered the chat. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a nickname? I was like, I, I, I found myself wanting to call you Saundy as we were messaging. <laughs> That's um, fine. I'll today. take it. You, anything that you go by? Nah, people don't really call me. I feel like people don't even call me by my name. Right. They just say, oi. Oi, yeah. hey, boss lady. Yeah. You, so what you did was like you were very, you were very YouTuber yes. ahead of the curve. Yes, I was one of the originals, yeah. which and I feel like was great timing because now obviously look at social media and what it is. When I started, it was just YouTube. Like yeah. There was no Snapchat. There was no Instagram. Mm. It was when it was just YouTube and then we had like Facebook. Mm. Um, 
so yeah, discovered it. It came out when I was in high school and then I saw there was a couple of people on there, like yeah. on YouTube. Like I think you could monetize your videos back then and get like paid mm. or whatever, but I just started making it for mm. fun back in high school. And how long did it take you to start making money off YouTube where you were like, I can quit my um, working five days a week doing waitressing? Well, that wasn't my job that I quit. But I did do waitressing, so that's good research. <laughs> so... I started making the YouTube videos in high school and that's when you would like apply for monetization. Like it was back in those days. Yep. You'd like put in an application, be like, this is me, this is all my videos. And then you would make like two bucks here and three bucks there from the ads that play before and in the middle and after the videos mm. and on the side and mm. stuff. And so I dropped out of school and was waitressing. So you're right there. And it was just this hobby that I kept and it kept growing and growing and growing. And then it got to when I was 21. I'd worked my way into working in admin, Monday to Friday, nine to five, worked in a few different places. Yep. And I had around 80,000 YouTube subscribers, which Damn. was a lot back then. That's this like, is nearly 10 years ago to yeah. have 80,000 subscribers back then was like- 760 now. Yeah, it yeah. was amazing. And I was just earning enough off, you only got paid from YouTube once a month. Yeah. So I might get like 500 bucks, 600 bucks yeah. a month. And then this is when brands started jumping on to the fact that they could pay yeah. people like me to plug their whatever in their YouTube video. And it was at this point too that Instagram had obviously come out and I'd started building a little following on there. And so back then I was charging like $120 for an Instagram post. Wow. So then I figured like if I'm earning my five to 600 bucks a month, sometimes closer to a thousand a month mm. off my YouTube ads. And then if I can do like three or four little brand posts and mm. get like $120 for each of those, then mm. I think I can I think I think can make it work. And I was living in a share house at the time, so my rent was like 120 yeah. And then I just had like my phone and, like, and I worked it all out and I was like, I'm going to be dirt poor, but I can do it. Wow. And so I just quit my job. I remember my mum going, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So that was when I was 21 and then... It, and I said to myself, I'm going to take it really seriously as well. Like these, this YouTube thing, like I had a schedule, like it was like yeah. three, if not four videos a week at the same time, every night kind of thing. And it was just after that, that it just like rocketed, boomed. Yeah. Rocketed, yeah. rocketed. And so did you, did you graduate year 12? No. No. Cause you were out there hustling, right? Where yeah. Even, even before YouTube's kicking on, off, you're hustling. Cause whilst your friends are at school, maybe knowing damn well that they're not going to go do a uni degree either. Yeah. M I only, so I finished year 10 and I, I always wanted to drop out of school. Yeah. I went down there. I'm going to become an apprentice hairdresser. Yeah. Like I, whatever avenue I could get out of school, I wanted out. Yeah. I went and did heaps of trials and I didn't get any of them. <laughs> I think it was the universe telling me that I shouldn't be a hairdresser. I'd go and work for a week not get paid, get given a shampoo and conditioner and they'd say, thanks, but you didn't get the job. Oh, like, thanks for, for sweeping floors for a week. No, um, that's brutal. How could you Well, how could well you I think the that? times are different now. Like, yeah. I think they have to be paid, but back then, like, trials, you didn't yeah. have to. So I just wanted to be out of school. I was good at school, but I just didn't have any interest being there. Like, I'd rather go out and earn money. So here's here's my question, right? Yeah. Why, what was your relationship to money that – Everybody else were um, kind of gone with the flow, but you were like, I want that I check. I think I was always like that. I even think back to my – so weirdly enough, like I'm an entrepreneur now, but I think you've got it in you from when you're little. Right. So like I think back to my earliest memory, always trying to sell my things to make money, like set up a stall out the front and try and sell my Easter eggs like because yeah. I want to make money. And then I don't know, I think I might have been like – 
11 or 12 and me and my stepbrother signed up to um, put all the newspapers in our like local yeah. area yeah. and we'd be there freaking putting the newspaper with a pamphlet together and you have to roll it up and yeah. put the elastic. Fuck me, it took hours. Oh, and then oh. we had the little granny cart and would take it around so we did that and then as soon like – Back then, I don't know what it is now, but you had to be 14 and nine months to work at Macca's. Mm. So, like, as soon as I turned 14, I was like, nine more months until I can work at Macca's. And I put my name down on, like, the waiting list. I applied as soon as I was 14 and nine months. Like, I always wanted to work. Like, I always wanted my own money. I remember so, my first pay from Macca's was, like, 80 bucks, and I thought I was just oh, rolling in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah, yeah. how much lollies I can get with this $80. Yeah. Um, but where does that – have you thought about where that comes from? I honestly have no idea. We didn't um, grow up like with a lot of money or anything, right? Um, like just normal, just normal family, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I keep getting a scratch in my throat. Scratch it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I wouldn't say that we came from like a bad beginning mm-hmm. in financially or anything. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I think I just always had a drive to want to do my own thing and be independent and yeah. earn my own money. Yeah. So I guess that's where it all came from. And that itch is being scratched now? Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing, yeah, the funny thing to that is the thing with, I guess, having like an entrepreneurial spirit and a drive to like keep doing more is it never ends. Right. Like, you know, that's why I keep having all these fucking shops. <laughs> like I'm like, next, next, next. This is not hitting the spot. Like so, what's next? <laughs> so can I ask like what, what's the, what's the new one? What's that goal in your mind that you just – where you want to be? <laughs> See, the thing is it's never ending, so you can't have yeah, like an end goal. Okay, but what is there one at the minute or is there 52 ahead? 52. Okay, yeah, it's okay. never ending. People always ask me – like the other day I spoke to the lady that started Adore Beauty. I don't know if you know that website. I do know Adore Beauty, yeah, yeah. but I don't know the website or anything like that. It's like a massive makeup and beauty website mm-hmm. and it's massive. Yeah. Like it makes me look like this. Very inspiring. Yeah. And she said to me, like, what's your exit strategy? Because in business, a lot of people have an exit strategy, which I'm like, what do you mean? But like, they always say, like, you build a business to sell it. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing in business. Like, you're going to build it up and then tap out. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, I don't have an exit strategy because like what I'm doing right now, I literally love. Yeah. And people always say to me, like people that follow me closely on social media, they're like, how do you do it all? Like, mm. you know, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing new stores, you've got this podcast mm. now. By the way, our new podcast is called High Scrollers. What up, scrollies? <laughs> Just shamelessly <laughs> promoting my brand and podcast. People always say like, how do you do all these things? And the, I think the difference with me is like, I'm doing it all on my own. Whereas I would never work this hard for someone right. at my last job, like working yeah. nine to five kind of thing. Yeah, so I think yeah. that's the difference is like, it's endless. The mm. stuff that you can do, especially when you love what you're doing. But you know what? I still think there's people that are still running their own businesses that don't have that the drive yeah. that I reckon. I guess for me it must be like I've just found exactly what it is that I yeah. want to do, which is really rare. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like I've found my thing. Yes. And But also there probably will come a time. It could be 20 years. Yeah, who knows? But, but you might be like, fuck, okay. Like, I've had enough now. <laughs> <laughs> I always joke to all the girls in the office because yeah. like we're a really like, close-knit kind of workplace. And I always say sometimes – 
Like tomorrow, I could just go. I think I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Sorry, girls. Yeah. It's <laughs> like it's like cricketers, man. Like cricketers. I don't know why I'm really. I, I like a little bit of cricket, but yeah. they say like one time they'll just be in the match. They might have played and for fifteen years, and there will be just this one moment, and they will just be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Wow. Time to go. Well, I think in the business world, the thing is, I'm also like not a very conventional business owner. Like no. I'm different. Like, yeah. I'm doing it all wrong, yeah. like in the business world. Not wrong, but I'm doing stuff so differently to how like your stereotypical business person would do. But fuck yeah. And I think that's why it's working. But I think technically like you really should have some sort of build and exit plan. Yeah. But like I don't because I just love it. Can I ask something from a relationship standpoint. Yes. Um, so you were dating a gentleman by the name of AJ. Yes. And something that I am really struggling with, mm. Tani and I are struggling with this in that we are getting dragged everywhere at the moment. Mm-hmm. We have not been servicing our relationship. Yep. And speaking candidly and transparently, we've grown apart and now we're going back to it, Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to have to put in all these new plans in place so we can nurture that. Mm -hmm. And I would like to know what you do to nurture your relationship with AJ. I think it's definitely – I think the difference between AJ and myself and yourself and Tani is you and Tani are kind of doing the same sort of thing. Mm. Like you're very much in the same lane as one another. Like you both have been on maps. You Mm. both come out. You're both getting invited to all these events. The good thing with AJ and I is we obviously work for the same company, but we do very different jobs where we're not actually working together. Mm. Like I go the whole day and I don't see him or like I'll see him a few times. So I don't know his role. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll give you a tiny little backstory on AJ. So he's an electrician by trade. When we got together, that's when I started Fate. Mm -hmm. So he was there from the very beginning and he was in my garage with me, helping me pack the orders when he would come home from work. Yeah, wicked. And then... So he was like a volunteer for the first few years. Love it. Um, And so he obviously learned the foundations of the business and how we did everything from the very start. And then when we got a little busier, we moved into our first warehouse, then he'd be coming there in the afternoons to help us. And then we got to the point where we were actually getting busier and busier in the warehouse. This is still early days. I had probably like two girls working for me and then AJ would come and help. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where... We were launching new arrivals on a Thursday night and Fridays were our busy day because we had all of our orders. So then he went back to four days being an electrician and Fridays with us. And then very quickly it turned into Thursday and Fridays with us, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with us. And then after he was with us for three days a week, because he's working for his mum and dad's electrical business, he's like, I'm just going to go full time with them because he loves the warehousing side of things, like working it all out, stock, like moving shit around. So... That was like two years ago maybe that he came on full time. And then since then, he's also taken a massive interest in like the financial side of the business. Sure. So working with our accountant, um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. I don't want to know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. how much money we're spending. Yeah. Um, so now he's kind of moved into more of like a CFO position, like right. chief financial officer. Yeah. Um, but also still like doing a lot of the warehouse and yeah. operations and stuff as well. So. I don't really directly work with him a lot, which is good for our relationship. But in saying that, I think AJ and I are really lucky. We just, we can work really well together, which I know a lot of couples can't. Yeah. And I've had tons of people that I know say, like, how do you do it? Like, if I work with my partner, I'd rip their head off mm. kind of thing. But mm. I guess we're really lucky in that sense where we can. But it's also just like, 
it's making a conscious effort to put in the time for mm. your relationship and like it would be hard for you guys because you're so caught up in like the social media world which can drain you because mm. it is so fabricated mm. and I can't imagine like being in reality TV and mm. how different it would be for you mm. but it's just like making the time for one another like mm. one thing that AJ and I always do is like going out for nice dinners is our thing so right. like always go out for a nice dinner yeah. like Friday in the day, I was like, we need to go out for a dinner tonight. So I just book something and yeah. go and like put your phones down and spend time together. Yeah. Like quality time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes, I, I feel like we're in this, um, I don't like the, I don't love the going to the events. Yeah. It, it kind of gives me anxiety, angst. Neither do, neither did I. Like I used to live in Sydney when I was like 20 two or mm. 23 and that's when I was in my YouTube prime mm. and like I would always get to invited to all those influencer brand events and it is really all just superficial. Mm. I want to be like but then it's like dude you're here you idiot yes. so there's parts of it that I like yeah but there is something there is a feeling of I think it's a room of like honestly everyone is super insecure but acting like yeah, they're not and then yes. everyone just stands in their little circles and it's very much like looking across the room and like yeah. oh look over there there's so and so from whatever it's just it's, not a natural environment to be in yeah 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 and but I, then some are really good and yeah, some you have the best time and meet the nicest people exactly like it's it just I always feel like I'm I'm not in it. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know why. And um even when I try and like, But I think you'll find like every influencer and reality person feels that way when they're at those events. Yeah, like it's uh, all for show, but yeah. everyone probably feels awkward going. Yeah. And a bit out of place. Yeah. Because does anyone really belong there? Like, no, what even is it? That's it. Does yeah. anybody ever even belong there? Yeah. No. And it's just a lot of people trying to feel like they belong. Yeah. It's very weird. The influencer space. Yeah, but it's it's cool. Like, it's exciting. exactly. But it's, yeah, in terms of our relationship, yeah, we just haven't been... You need to spend more time together, like, out of the social media reality TV bubble. But it's like... But that's your whole world, kind of. Mm, And that's how your world started as well. Like, your worlds together came together in that reality TV Mm. bubble. Mm. It's not like... I feel like it's not like... Like we're spending time together. Mm-hmm. We are arguably spending too much time <laughs> together in a way that it's like not spending good time. It's just like, all the time. It's just like I'm editing the podcast. She's editing her podcast. Mm-hmm. She's got this on tonight. I'm going to come with her to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not getting to the to the roots, pun the pun, of yeah. like just what, I don't know, like what made us fall in love. But I feel like we're stripping it back. That's what you and need to do. And if it, it's interesting as well that you say this because I found when I was with AJ, that was in like my peak of the YouTube popularity when I met him. And it was actually nice because he like had heard of me but had no idea mm. like when we met, which I found really nice. Mm. Um, and so what I found hard was once we'd moved in together and he was working full time as an electrician and I was working on Fate, making YouTube mm. videos – I found that we kind of clashed heads then as well because I was trying to be like all this excited and building up the brand and he would come home cranky and Mm. like, you know, had been at work all day. So it's interesting in that aspect as well when you have two completely different Mm. worlds, Mm. how they can also collide Mm. as well. And even though we're in the same world, we're not. Like I feel like I 
at times am AJ where it's like there's probably an element of like he just fucking slogged it on the tools yeah. and you're, you're so passionate about this brand. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like physical labour, he is just like. He's out there he's, in the trenches. He's out there in the trenches and you're just like. <laughs> Hey, I haven't moved. I've been doing all this shit, but I haven't actually moved. Yeah, and, I just uh, got paid five thousand yeah, dollars yeah, for and this so, thing. Yeah, so I, I feel like I'm like sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We're, we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to figure it out, but I, I think we're on the on the road to the redemption. But it was interesting points. I really like. Is this like a therapy session? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just had that question, and then we you'll kind of, work it out. Yeah, yeah you'll yeah, work it no. out. And remember, like relationships aren't always like. Up. Oh, 100%. Like you're going to go uh, up and uh, down. 100%. It's just like like I think it's you want to go up and down together. Yes. You don't want to go up and down separately Separate, yeah. because then you're just your relationship's going down the whole time. Yeah. Okay. So, am I the tosser? People have sent in questions. Okay. Um, did you get my question in the little question box? I did. I yeah. did. Uh, yeah. that's for the hottie hotline. Got, okay. We got to answer that one. Um, meta. Uh, so pretty much what people do is they they want to know are they the tosser in this situation. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start it off. Okay. Hey, Ollie, I'm finally getting married in two months. After a year of planning and everything has been going to plan so far with no hiccups. That was until my mother called me earlier in the week to ask me to postpone my wedding for at least a month. My sister is currently pregnant and her due date is July 17th. My sister asked my mother to be there for her for the whole of July since the due date is just an estimate and this is her first baby. Mm-hmm. Long story short, the father of her child mm-hmm. is my ex-boyfriend, whom she was sleeping with while we were dating. So we don't have a relationship with an, one another anymore. I'm not willing to postpone my wedding for my sister. And I told my mother she just simply needed to choose who she wanted to support. She's been fence-sitting, and that's why we're here. She says I'm forcing to make an impossible decision and my aunts are also trying to convince me to postpone. Don't get me wrong. I know she's also mum's child and wants her there for her. But I also want her there for me. And I've already waited a year for this and everything is already planned. Am I the tosser? Uh, I'm going to say no. She, I don't think she's a tosser either. No, because first of all, when you were reading that, I thought it was coming from a guy's perspective. I know that at the start. That's why I try to start again. <laughs> okay, so I don't think that they're the tosser because they would have planned the wedding before the sister got pregnant. Yeah. Because the pregnancy is only nine months, but they were planning the wedding for a year. True. So, And also, she's out, she's already banged. The, she, yeah. She's got tosser immunity as far as I'm concerned yeah. because her sister's banging... Her ex-boyfriend. Also, you can't just simply postpone a wedding by one month. Mm-mm. Like, they're going to say, yeah, the next availability is next year. Yeah. Like, you can't just postpone a wedding by one month. Yeah. They would have locked everything in, all the vendors, everything. Yeah. I'd say not the tosser. Not the tosser. Not the tosser. Um, so that was Mercedes. Okay. Thanks, Mercedes. Thanks, Mercedes. Okay. Hey, Ollie. So my husband had to spend two months in a different state for work came back nine days ago. I'm obviously thrilled he's back and I've missed him a lot. I was hoping we'd be able to spend some time together, just the two of us. However, his mum came over when he was supposed to come home. I was slightly annoyed, but I know she was just excited for her son to be back. However, she never left. Like, I was prepared to deal with her being there for a day or two, but not nine days. Because she's been here for nine days, we haven't had a second of time together. 
She insists on, stay- on staying here instead of a hotel. For the record, she lives an hour away. The guest room is right next to ours and the walls are thin. When the two of us go out, she comes with us or makes one of us stay with her because otherwise we would be bad hosts. She follows us around the house constantly. We want to cuddle and watch movies. She's sitting in the armchair. We want to go to a romantic restaurant. Better make a table for three. (laughs) We have even left her in the living room to go chat in our room and she follows us. Earlier today, I just asked her to leave, even though both of us had been hinting that she needs to go. She kept saying she wasn't ready to go yet and wanted more time with her son. I tried telling her we wanted some alone time and she kept insisting that she join us. Finally, I snapped and said, since you seem to be oblivious, I'll put this bluntly. I want to fuck your son. (laughs) If you don't want to see her, then you, if you don't want to see it, then you need to leave. Anyway, she yelled at me, but eventually left. We finally got to have our alone time. But now she's blowing up at both of our phones saying that I am disgusting and have no respect for her, her son, or myself. She keeps telling my husband that she shouldn't be with someone so crude. And how dare he let me speak to her like that? I'm sure you get the idea. I know what I said was really inappropriate, but am I the tosser? No. I think she could be the tosser. You reckon? Also, the way that you read that then, you can so tell that you've done voiceover acting. Like, it's so animated. You're really getting into it. I was just I was just reading that for the, a lot of that for the first time. You're gripping the, your teeth in the, the angry the, parts. I'm like, this is spoken true voiceover artist words. Okay, well, okay. I'm going to say not a tosser because all I want to know is why is a mum coming to stay there for nine days when she lives an hour away? Yeah. That's somewhere you can just go and visit for a day. Like, right. I've driven two hours to Sydney today I'm and I'm not. Fucking staying here for nine days. Yeah. And that's two hours. Two. Why is she staying for nine days when she lives an hour away? Like, come for a visit and then go home and then come back another day. She maybe shouldn't have been so harsh to the mother in law. I just love they're going for a chat in the other room and she's like, look, I still not. That would would get on my nerves. Yeah. But, and I'm sure if she's gotten to the point of being like that and saying, get the fuck out of here. Mm. They must have given her a lot of hints mm. before getting to that point, surely. Why do you think she's not the tosser? Um, wait. Yeah, why do you think she's not? Um, oh, wait. Am I saying she is the tosser or not? No, you're saying she's not the tosser. And I'm saying, the, you're saying the lady that's speaking it is not the tosser. No. And I'm saying, I think she's a little bit of a tosser. Would you not be annoyed at that? Yeah, but like. Not why is why you be so? I want to fight your son. Yeah, that I think is a little too far. But what led up to that point? You know, like what kind of conversations? Well, that's, that's my question. Yeah, like what led? That's up? the burning question. Yeah, and I just want I want it from her. I want it from the granny's side. Yeah, we need that, to hear from her. That's a problem. We'll have to find out who she is and give yeah. her a call. Yeah. So, um, and that was from, uh, Benita. So thank you for that, Benita. Um. Okay, next one. So we got next one. Okay. Uh, my sister-in-law, Amy. <laughs> Here we go with the dramatics again. You fully get into it. My I like sister-in-law. I feel like I'm Amy. just g'ing it up now because you you um pointed you, it out. You gassed me up a bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, my sister-in-law, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going serious. Always comes to visit from out of town. She stays with us instead of a hotel, and she always wants to go to expensive restaurants. She always conveniently forgets her wallet or drums up some excuse as to why she can't pay her share. She has implied that since I make more money than her, 
I should be the one to pay. No, not my husband should pay, but me specifically. I do make a fair amount of money, but not so much that I can treat someone every time they come into town. Nonetheless, in the past, I've just paid the bill and asked her to pay me back. She never has. She made a reservation at an extremely expensive restaurant last night. And before we left, I made it clear that I wouldn't be paying for her bill. This is where I might be the tosser. And I'll admit, I got this move straight from the episode of Two and a Half Men. As we were leaving, her and my husband went to the car. I pretended I forgot something and went back inside. I found her wallet sitting on top of her suitcase. I put it in my purse and we went to the restaurant. When we were done eating, I asked for separate bills. She said, no, we need one bill because she forgot her wallet again. I reached in my purse and said, this wallet? She was extremely furious. She said that I should not have touched or grabbed her wallet. So am I the tosser for taking her wallet and bringing it to the restaurant? Hmm. Um, it's juicy on this one. Isn't it? I'm on the fence about it. Mm. I think she should have brought the wallet, but brought it out at the start of the dinner and said, mm-hmm. by the way, I saw you left this behind. Ooh, Here's yeah. your wallet. And then if she's going to crack the shits and not want to pay, it's like, well, you can go then. So true. I think pulling it out at the end was a bit of an asshole move. Yeah. But I also think the sister, I hate people that don't pay their own way. Yeah. And I hate people that don't pay you back when... They know that they owe you money. 100%. And the thing with owing people money is as well is you never forget. Like yeah. if I – like if one of the girls has brought me a can of Coke from the servo, like I will not forget that. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I owe them a can of Coke yeah, yeah. or I owe them two bucks. And yeah, then they're yeah. always like, don't worry. I'm like, no. Yeah. Like I have to repay yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. So if and it's if, if it's an expensive dinner and you're not paying your own way or not transferring money. Especially when she's booking the dinner. Yeah. It's a bit much. Yeah. But then you're right. The, um, you know, like the – The wallet the, at the end. The climatic – this? Yeah. I'm not really bad. She that. should have just pulled it out at the start and said, oh, by the way, I saw this. Yeah. Okay. So in the topic of voiceovers, I thought. Which, by the way, like I'm very intrigued by voiceover work because yeah. I feel like that's one avenue that mm. I would have loved to have gone down in my uh, career. Dude, now that I'm listening, you do have a, a good voice. But I'll tell you what my ultimate dream would be. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. For someone that has no experience. Yeah. I think it would be amazing to be a voice in a really popular kids' animation. Oh, God, yeah. Like yes. even like Bluey yeah. oh, or something like that. Can pe- you imagine? Peppa Pig or something. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I've always really wanted. When I was really young, when I was like eight, yeah. apparently they were making this um, They were making this TV series that was going to go on ABC. Right. And it was, um, it was like little animated fishes. Yeah. And... I think I was going to, apparently I was going to get one of the parts as the little fish, mm-hmm. but it didn't, it didn't eventually. Didn't work out. Yeah, Damn. So I told everybody. Or school, like a Disney so. movie or something yeah. like that would be epic. Do you have like a little character voice that you do? No. Oh yeah, I don't need You too. go. I'll, I'll just be like, oh, <laughs> I'm just trying to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? You know, like um, Little Mix or that when she's like. Uh, yeah, but it. I land. <laughs> I love that everybody in real time are like, what the? Like, surely everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like, I love how they responded, all her friends yeah. in the band in real time. They knew that was the most fun. <laughs> what in the? Everybody reacted. That was great. That is all time. But um, anyway, we're going to play a voiceover game, are we? We're going to play a voiceover game. So we got two scripts of fake things. Fake products. Fake products. Okay. Um, 
And how do you want to do it? Because look, I I am the like I I've I've got the voiceover thing. So should I'll go first, and then I could give you some feedback. Feedback, and okay. then I'll try it. But that's pressure on me. Okay. So the product. What is the product called? Have um, we set this up? Have this I- is called faking it. Okay. So just to let everybody listening in know, we've had two. My friend has written two scripts for two fake products, and we're both going to do our best to read them. So the st- solemn, what does solemn mean? Like uh, oh. depressed. But you don't want to do it. You want a little bit up. No, I'll try both. Okay. Yeah, you could g- give it Give it two runs. Okay. They say your funeral is like throwing a party for yourself. <laughs> is that solemn? No, I like it. Kind of sounds like Michael Hill ad. Okay. Yeah. Michael Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nine carat diamonds. <laughs> Nine carat diamonds. Oh! Two ninety nine. <laughs> you practice this, dog. <laughs> You practice this one in the mirror, dude. On sale. <laughs> um, okay, hang on. Let me do this yeah, again. Yeah. They say your funeral is like throwing a party for yourself, but you're not invited. You can't dry their tears. You can't tell them you're better off. Whoa. But you can s- <laughs> you can watch them suffer in real time. That I'm supposed to be doing. Wait, this is actually really funny. Because you're not really dead, you're just faking it. And it's never been easier. Faking it is Australia's leading funeral simulation service. Perfect for pranks, anniversaries, wacky proposals, or just to see who really cares. Fakingit.com.au. Because you're not dead, you're just faking it. <laughs> Dude, that was great. Thanks. And I, I was reading that for the first time as well. That's a, that's a great script. Yeah. So it's a funeral simulator. Yeah. So you can pretend to die so people can watch you die. And see their reactions. Oh, that's a great fake product. I love it. Yeah, look, dude, honestly, you hit that out of the park. Thanks. I, I thought I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. Thanks. That was really good. And you even could you switch it up as well. Yeah, I went full retail, Michael Hill. Oh, God, now the pressure's on. Now the pressure's on. Oh, Made as it. if you're going to not be bad at this. Okay, but what – so – Okay. This is DoorDash Swap. DoorDash Swap. If you know what's in the bag as the guy in the helmet passes it to you, you're a loser. But if you answer the door and have absolutely no idea what's inside, that's a hot bag of unknown. Get real with DoorDash Swap. Real meals ordered by real people. Really different to what you really wanted. (laughs) Discover food in an unbelievable, inconvenient way. Tiramisu for dinner at midnight? When you wanted a kebab nine hours ago, now we're really talking. DoorDash Swap. Find it on the App Store. That's a great product and a great ad. That's fun, isn't it? Yeah. So what, you don't get what you ordered. That's the whole point. And it's just you don't know when it's coming. I like it. I like it a lot. You place an order at lunch, you're getting it for dinner. (laughs) Thank you to you, Callum. Yes. Thank you to you. Dude, honestly, you could... You could do it if you wanted to just like... <laughs> I'll just add another day into yeah, my week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it can't, can't be done, can it? You're busy, busy boss. Yeah. Okay. Finally. Now, if you didn't know, we're standing next to a vodka, vodka cruiser. We're sitting next to a vodka cruiser, double, guava flavoured. Now, you did actually mention to me, I said, well, do you have a drink of choice? Mm. And you did say the vodka cruiser. Yeah. Um, so one thing that we ask, and it is thanks to the lovely guys at Liquorland, shout out to Liquorland, is what is your drinking ritual? So I, I want to start it off, right? Mm-hmm. I want to start it What's off. your drinking ritual? My drinking ritual? When you're cheersing, you're making eye contact with the cheers. Right. Yeah, what do you... What's my ritual? Do you have a ritual? Do you have something, when you're going to drink, something potentially you need to, it needs to be with you? 
Yeah, let me think. I'll let you have a think whilst I... Whilst you have a sip. I'm going to have a little sip. And it's very cold, by the way. That's actually really good. Is it? Mm. Okay, I'll try one. You got to try Oh, off the top. I love it. Yeah. I wasn't going to take it from the bottom. Mm. My drinking ritual that I feel like is almost like a wishful ritual is drinking the same drink the whole night. Mm. Every time I'm like, I'm just going to stick to the... The cruises tonight, mm. and that's it. And then they bring out somebody who bring out something else, and you're yeah. like, "Well, I can't not." Exactly. But every every time that I drink, I'm like, "I'm just going to stick to the one thing tonight." I never do, but I would like to say that is my wishful um, ritual. That's your wishful drinking ritual. Say so that really fast. Wishful drinking ritual. Oh, just say God. wishful ritual. Really wishful fast. ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Some that's some seashells shit you got going. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say that's my yeah. A ritual that I try to stick by, but sometimes I go a little off. I reckon. I reckon. Off road. I reckon I'm hitting at about ten percent as well of drinking the whole drink the the same night. Yeah, um, right. Potentially vodka soda. I feel like if I go vodka sodas, you can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I can drink like I can sustain that. Yep. But if I go beer, yeah. I can't go beer the whole time. No, nah, you got to swap. Hey. Brittany, I really enjoyed the chat. Did you have a good time? I I, I have had the best time. Mm. I really didn't know what to expect mm. coming here. Yeah. I feel like we've touched on me, mm. my business. I've promoted my business enough. Um, and then we had a bit of a therapy session, mm. talk about relationships. Mm. We spoke about drinking and we've done some voiceover work. You killed it. Yeah. You thanks. nailed it. So, um, no, a big thank you to Brittany Saunders for coming on the Tosser podcast today. And, um, Brittany, what we do, if you could just wave to the camera. Say, 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 Bye. You've been watching the Ollie Skelton. You've been watching and listening to the Ollie Skelton show that everybody rates. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, catch ya. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.